Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Where's my sound? Here it is. Sweet <laughs> Caroline. Today's Neil Diamond's birthday. Oh, how did you get there? I was wondering yeah. how you got there. 81 years old. 81. Can you imagine that? Wow. I was talking to Pat. Pat, Pat, by the way, Pat the Costa went the station, and he was in the recording business long ago. So mm -hmm. we were in there, and we were talking about how we were getting older in life, and so many of the people that we knew uh, and listened to uh, are gone. Meatloaf passed yeah, most recently. Damn. That's why I had a hankering for meatloaf over the weekend. <laughs> hmm. Meatloaf was a huge baseball fan, by the way. Yes, he was. And a client of mine. And he had a paranormal. Did you know he was in a paranormal show, too? No. Yes. I forget which one. A paranormal show? Yeah. Like he hunted ghosts? Yeah, ghosts. Oh, wow. Well, like the, the two idiots there and his sons. I saw him at the Commonwealth Pier Exhibition Hall. Really? Yeah, he played the car show. Remember they used to have car shows down there? I think it was Car Show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They said Kasha. Car Show. Paul Stanley turned 70. Or is turning 70 this year. Or just turned 70 or something. I'm just reading. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. I know. It goes to show you. Uh, here we go. So, oh, he was great in Rocky Horror Picture. Oh, yeah. He really, really was. Yeah. Uh. Meatloaf deaf. <laughs> That's always going to be good. You know that. Yeah. Uh, hello. There you go. Internet. The albums was good. were good. I loved his music. I have them. Yeah. Meatloaf uh, to chase ghosts, investigate famous high farmhouse, and final TV appearance. Didn't Rob Lowe do a show too? Yeah, him and his sons. I mentioned them already. Are they gone? Yeah, I hope so. That <laughs> I, like, I like Rob Lowe, though. I don't know why, but I do. Next. I want to watch his new... He's got a new series, Lone Star. No, Lone Star. Yeah, Lone Star. Moving right along. Yep. Uh, Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to talk about Rob Lowe's new show? I don't want to talk about Rob Lowe. Uh, uh, next month, Superstar will be appearing... This is old, of course. In Ghost Hunters, after the filming of uh, taps of an episode of The Haunted House on the Hill... I've guesstimated a famous, a famous uh, farmhouse in uh, Tennessee. Man, 71, investigated after saying he helped wife die in letter to newspaper. Oops, okay. I don't know where that came up, but it's in there. Do we know why Meatloaf died? I mean, he obviously had an interesting physical run yeah, it over was, the course of his years. I, I believe it was uh, acid indigestion. No. <laughs> speaking about that and, and the reason i even started thinking about some of these singers that died of course is um uh, i have my wool hat, hat on okay and, yeah how do the two link uh, you tell me your wool hat and people this, dying this hat, singing wood hat come on should be coming right up like that come on there lou 
Sorry. Here we come. The monkeys? Yes. What about the monkeys? Nesmith always wore a wool cap. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, that was supposed to just come to me? Yes. That was, that was a walk in the woods right It's there. iconic. Wait a minute. You yeah. never watched the monkeys? Of course I did. Seriously. Love the monkeys. Then you know he was the only singer, I mean, only real musician in the freaking show. He had the little ball, too, on the top. Yeah, so I don't have that, but yeah, I could have wear my red one I had it on, but yeah. I, yeah, I, all that is valid and true. I don't know how it connected to people come dying. On, come on, connect, 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 <laughs> connect. Life is, remember, it's like the What's six the other connection on this six, show, babe? Six degrees of bacon, you know? It's like, you got to yeah. find it. It's There's there. another connection on this show if you want to bring it that way. Of what? Neil Diamond. Oh, yeah, okay. Neil Diamond wrote, wrote most of the song. monkey songs. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But uh, yeah, mine was more visual than cerebral. Excuse me. <laughs> and don't you know when you learn that Neil Diamond wrote the Monkey songs? Don't you go, "Oh yeah, of course he did," because they were Neil Diamond songs. Yeah, they felt like Neil Diamond songs. They did. They yeah. really did. So, Neil Diamond, what what, what was your favorite Neil Diamond song? Song? Oh, uh, you want you want to know something? Yes, I do. That's why we're here. He had a he had a live album. Was it a double live album? Or was it a regular live album? I don't know. Yes. Hot August Night. Yes. Which was a damn good album. Yes. It was an excellent album. I mean, we think of. Uh, we are a lot alike. <laughs> yeah, we think of Neil Diamond, the, the later with the Barbara Streisand and America and all those other stupid hits, but mm. he was a rock and roll guy. Yeah. At the beginning, and oh, Hot yeah. August Night was a damn good, good album. Song. And it was a good song. It was yep. probably my favorite Neil Diamond song. It yep. really was. I wore out copies of that album. Oh, God. I used to sing it at the top of my lungs, yeah. and that's pretty sad, to tell you the truth. So my favorite Neil Diamond song? I, that's I'm going to say Hot August Night. Yeah, the, whatever that's called. Uh, Brother Loves Traveling Salvation Brother Show. Brother Loves Traveling yeah. Salvation Show. I yeah, love that, was that good song. One. I love that That's song. what comes to mind when I think of that album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where it comes but, from. I mean, he was, he it had, comes from the lyrics. He had a voice. It was a and, hot August yeah. Night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that was Meatloaf. <laughs> here we go round again round again yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. the thing about talk radio just keep talking it all fits together in the end i'm telling you it's the six degrees of bacon <laughs> bacon who don't love bacon oh god yeah I, I gotta i love that album that was a great album bacon no hot august night <laughs> yes it was as long you like as... live albums are you a live album guy i'm not a live album. i do not like live really albums. i like live I albums. Hate live albums actually hate them hate a lot them. of people do hate them I want good, clean recording stuff. Yeah, I mean, I see the point of that, but see, I know the energy and all that crap. No, but, no, it's, yeah. there's the energy, but the thing about it is that um, bands go into a studio mm -hmm. to record songs, and the song is about five minutes old when they record it. They've usually written it in a studio, or they may have written it right before, but they're performing it for the first two, three, four, fifty so times. It's fresh and new, and the energy is high in it. Yeah, but then they go out on the road and they start to live with it and they start to and learn. Saying, it, we got to sing this freaking song again. No, <laughs> let's go through it again. Not always. And by the way, usually they're elongated versions or they're modified versions. It's yeah, because cool. they're just like high end drugs. But that's besides the <laughs> point. There's <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, there's some uh, interesting things in the paranormal news that, I, well, there's not even paranormal. Some, some strange things in the news. How okay. strange. So last autumn, Colin and Donna Craig Brown, you probably know them, right? No. I still know them. Craig Brown? Donna and Colin Craig Brown. Craig New Brown is their last name, hyphenated? Yeah. Okay. From New Zealand. I, and I would know them how. 
<laughs> they made headlines worldwide when they unearthed a whopping 17-pound potato. Wow. Holy cow. Damn, McDonald's is drooling on that one. <laughs> 17 pounds of potato. Mm. Good Lord. That's one hell of a potato. It is. So they, they of course, put it in for, to claim the, the world's record. However, uh -oh. despite having videos and pictures and public weighing, it wasn't enough. No. They now took a DNA sample to make sure it was a potato. Oh, really? <laughs> like, what else would it be? Alien. <laughs> it's an alien pod. Wow. All the little spuds are going to attack. So you can't bake that potato. It's too big to bake. Well, no, you could bake it. Out in the sun in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get a 25-pound turkey in the oven, you can get a 17-pound potato, right? That's a damn big potato. It's a big potato. How long do you think that'd take to cook? A long, long, long time. time. Yes. Even if you drove near. Do you put spikes through your potatoes? I used to. I still do. I don't eat potatoes that much anymore. I like good baked potato with a steak. Oh, I like them. Steak. Yeah. Lots of butter in it. When I make my baked potatoes, too, it's like, how do you do yours? Okay, I just, so I just don't. Baked potato? Yeah. How do you eat your baked potato? I use the nails if I'm in the mood, but if I'm just trying to cook No, I mean, something... how do you eat it? How do you, how do you eat it? How uh, do you? Oh, sour cream. And... You do sour cream. Yeah. Huh? Sour cream, butter. I... Ch chives if I have them, but. I take mine and cut it up into uh bunch of smaller pieces right yep then i take uh butter lots of butter and put it all over the smaller pieces then i take my fork and i smash it in the butter into the potatoes that's mashed potatoes right yeah it's delicious why don't you just have mashed potatoes no because it has no flavor like it you think so oh yeah but you got the skin wait a minute you, you eat the skin right yeah yeah okay when I bake potato, Jim won't eat the skin. Yeah, a baked potato. Yeah, exactly. This so this is what you're getting that whole flavor, the whole experience, but it's delicious. Yeah, but, it's, but it's mashed potatoes. Nothing's worse if you call it mashed. I call it <laughs> slightly. Um, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> slightly something or other. Yeah, the only potato I eat, I, I'll eat French fries now. I kind of avoid it, but oh, those are good for you. Also. <laughs> No, they're not good for you at all. But um, also, those like box mashed potatoes yep. and package mashed potatoes yeah. are actually very good. There are certain artificial foods that are really good, like Cool Whip is really good. I like the Idaho ones in the packets. I will eat those. I think those are very good. Idaho ones in the packets? Yeah. Like mashed? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're all flavors if you want flavors. Yeah. But I just like the home style buttered, which is... Yeah, yeah for, you get those little for tubs. instant potato, it's all right. Yeah, you get those little tubs and you throw them in the microwave. No, these these aren't these are um, dry. Oh, in a box. Yeah. No, not in a box. Oh. They're in a packet. You'll see them with the gravy aisle. Oh, okay. In the gravy aisle, you see a whole pile. I of didn't them. know that existed. They're good. They're really good. I and, remember you used to have the one in the box and the, pour yeah, it in the water. And... Yeah, those are kind of crappy after you have the other ones. Oh yeah, I can. We, we still use them. We use those for our. Uh, Shepherd's pie. Yeah, but there's certain crappy foods that you still like. Like I said, Cool Whip is one of those crappy foods that you still like. You're not a Cool Whip person, you know, right? It's like asking me if I was a marshmallow person. Marshmallow? Yeah. 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 No? Yeah. How can you not like marshmallow? Yeah. What's not to like? It adds nothing. Fluff? Sweet. That's what I mean. Oh, nothing. okay. Nothing. Nothing. No, fluff and marshmallow are two different things. But yeah. Well, if you say so. I'm talking about like if 
on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Fluff. So you have a problem with fluff. Yeah. I don't, okay. I'm not a problem. I just don't need it. That's fine. Yeah. Fine. All right. So anyways. Uh, grilled marshmallow. Uh, grilled peanut butter fluff sandwich. That is the best. If you say so. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Give me a nice fresh white bread, peanut butter and jelly. Although wheat bread is good too. Fresh white bread, like wonder. It's gonna be soft, yeah. It's gonna be soft as hell. Yeah, that thing just sticks to your mouth. Mm. <laughs> what flavor jelly? Strawberry, of course. Strawberry is there any other flavor? Oh yeah, there's plenty of other flavors. Do you know? You ever have the Trappist jelly jellies and jams? I think I have, but no. they're made by monks here in Massachusetts. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Demolish used to sell them on Market Basket, whatever the hell. They're yeah, called. I think I've had them. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So I eat bread made by convicts or made by a convict. Dave's bread, it's next con. Is he really? Yeah. You eat that crap? Oh, it's good bread. What does it taste like? Very good. I mean, it is different. Weird shit in it. Yeah. yeah well, sprouted wheat whatever's taste. around, he just throws in it. No, like no, meats, no, no. Nuts and seeds and yeah, but, all kinds of crap. But it's good. Okay. I'm not going to, I mean, everybody has their own taste, which yeah, makes this course. country great. Yeah. Unlike some people in this country, I allow people to have their own opinions. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody's got a different path, right? Yeah, exactly. Walk that path. God, if be, they're not hurting anybody. It would be boring if we all liked the same damn thing and everything else. We like, remember the Chinese? Every time that I think, I think of it, we're heading that way. You know, we're all wearing the spandex and, and, uh, you know, I mean, they used to have the, the little uniforms with the little hats, the uniforms, the, the gray uniforms, and like, everybody's yeah. there. Can have only one kid, although they get rid of that. Do you know that back in the day they had an earthquake in China? 830,000 people died. Holy cow. Yeah, almost a million. Think of that. Like, when was this? I don't know. It was on this day in some time. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. 800 and it was way back, back in the day, like 1500s or something. Okay. That's a lot of people. How could they count to a million people? How could I don't they know. even get a body count? But, yeah. Well, they have that abacus. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there counting up on an abacus. <laughs> it's his <laughs> lifetime job. <laughs> okay. I count dead people. <laughs> There's only two people we can insult these days. The Nazis. We can always insult the Nazis. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. No, you can't insult them. You can't talk about them. You can't, they no, don't exist. If you say something bad about the Nazis, no one's going to give you a hard time. They don't exist. You're not supposed to bring them up. If you say something bad about the Chinese, you're probably not going to get in trouble either. Oh, like, I don't know. North Korea. Look what happened when you had the COVID flu. <laughs> they called it the China flu. <laughs> yeah, true. People were getting attacked. True. That's true. Yeah. Protecting the we Chinese. We were smart enough to, to yeah. name the, the our flu that we gave everybody the Spanish flu. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, no, we didn't name it. Okay. Not Spanish. <laughs> so I guess we're down to uh, can you insult the North Koreans? No, because they're, they're just people. It's it's not, yeah. it's Kim Jong il. Can't insult anybody. Nazis. Oh, wait a minute. Catholics. Catholics. Yeah, there you go. Insult yes. Catholics. Old white guys. Yeah. Old white guys and Catholics. There you go. <laughs> Hey, welcome. Bring it on. Bring it on, baby. It's open season. I'm here. <laughs> Throw your insults. That's I love great. it. Mm. Nazis and old white guys. Yeah. <laughs> the only people you can Honest insult. to God, Nazis are like my favorite villain in the world. I'm sorry. They just make great, great villains. They really do. Because it's black and white. There's no, no one's no gray in the it. Nazis. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> although, although we, when I've read, I've 
very much in the history. Uh, and I, especially the Second World War, and I, I know so much information on, on, on what was going on. And you'd be surprised how many Nazis, who are not even, we're talking people in the Nazi party, that actually uh, were honored by Jews and, uh, and because they, they realized what was going on and they worked, they were smart enough to work within the system to, oh, okay. to save people. Uh, I'm sure there were people. Yeah. There were a lot of, you know, I mean, we, people are out of conscience. We, we just like to rubber stamp everything, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes, so, I understand. Unfortunately, but it is. But, you know, Schindler's List, of course, that's a, a huge one. But there are many like him that, that did that. And uh, well, it's like, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, here's where I'm going to get in real trouble. Not in this show. <laughs> isn't it like slavery to an extent in the United States? I mean, we're branded, the whole United States is branded with, is branded slavery, with yeah. slavery. Six percent of the people in the United States had slaves. Not yeah. everybody was for slavery in the high? United States. Yeah. Okay. Not. And by the way, some of those were Native Americans who had slaves too. By the way. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. I see what you're doing. But um, not everybody was into and protecting slavery. I'm sure not all the Nazis were into killing Jews too, or or conquering the world. I'm sure. Sure, they were just caught up in the circumstances of the time. You know, the funny part about this, the Second World War would have never happened if we didn't go into the First World War. Really? We are the blame of the Second World War. We are the blame. We are, the Americas. Okay, connect those dots for me. It's simple. It's it's clear, actually. It's I'm, not, not, I'm not disputing. I'm it's, just... it's not even clouded. It's very clear. Uh, the time we By the time we got into the war, the war was a stalemate. There would have been a peace, and that would have been it, mm -hmm. because neither side wanted to fight on. They were losing tons of men, and uh, it oh, was so it, we took down Germany to we, such an we, extent we that up, it, we upset set the balance, yeah. and and blew it, and that caused that. And of course, the French because Hitler's rise was about the recovery of Germany after oh, yeah, World War One because of the yeah. the the, uh, the peace treaty. Well, a peace treaty, the capitulation, yeah. the French freaking crushed Germany. Yep. absolutely crushed them and uh you know he ro rose up i don't know that much about world war one world war two and i got into it this weekend because the subject came up about nanking and um you know someone just learning about nanking for the first time said yes that's why when people start blaming the u.s for bombing japan i get pissed because look who the japanese people were if we had done a ground invasion in japan Millions more would have died, including millions of Japanese citizens, American troops, Japanese. I mean, I know, I know. A, a ground invasion of Japan would have been a, a slaughterhouse. It's the same thing we did in. in, uh, in and by uh, the way, we warned them. Then we dropped the first bomb and that didn't stop. None of that stopped them. They had an opportunity. Like, like the children and the woman had a choice. They didn't have a choice. Exactly. But neither did we. I mean, it's 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 just as bad as what we did in in uh, Dresden. Is it Dresden? Yeah. Or Bombing in Dresden. Yeah. Number, yeah, Dresden. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just just as bad. We didn't use nuclear weapons, but the results were oh, it's devastating. Yeah. Horrific. Yeah. Horrific. Yeah. Anyway, but all right. So back to the paranormal. Yes. Uh, we had a couple of strange things that occurred uh, in California, and I actually saw this video. Uh, and, and it's funny, Pat, we were talking about this because uh, before he came in the show, uh, Pat pulled me aside and he had to show me this video that was captured by a, a ring a, video. Ring video. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, we, we talked about in the show many times that we are such a um, 
what's the word I'm looking at? Capturing, uh, yeah. you, you know, we, we have so many devices. Surveillance. Yeah. Surveillance. All yeah, we've got it everywhere. I mean, think about it. Google Earth. Just take a look at it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, and everybody's got cell phones and they're always taking pictures. We've got, uh, dashboard cams, ring camera videos. I mean, this, yep. we are a video world. This yep. world is captured on everything. So it's like, oh, pe people are worried about chips being in a vaccine. <laughs> Screw it. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're captured anyways. A, a stupid theory, stupid conspiracy theory. Yeah. B, if you carry a cell phone, you're being tracked. So exactly. You know, this whole world is like yeah. I said, it's very, very, uh, Translucent. No one will have no problems digging up where you were at a given time. Or oh, yeah. Where you are at a given time if they need to. Anyway, uh, so in California, Ring, well, a uh, security system was alerted after a disturbance outside of, of her residence. At, and and uh, when she checked to see what was causing a notification, she was astounded to see a eerie dark cloud mm. uh, pass across her driveway. And I saw this. It was pretty interesting. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty like a dot, almost figure like, but uh, eerie dark light. That was in California, if you're checking it out. Uh, Where in California? I uh, didn't give me, unfortunately. Uh, then in England, uh, a mom and two kids were mystified when her doorbell camera triggered by a winged anomaly resembling a fairy outside oh. her home. Tinkerbell? Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell yeah. came to visit? Coddling fairies. They came from England. <laughs> yeah. Now, you, you know the story of the coddling fairies, right? No. Uh, maybe. I, unless it's been on this show. Refresh my memory. It's it's the ones that were captured by the little girls with their father's cameras. Oh, yes. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And it was good. There was a good movie on that, by the way. Uh, I, I probably used called the coddling fairies. But anyways, it's interesting because uh, Sir Arthur Carter and Doyle was involved and everything else. It was published in the thing. Uh, supposedly, uh, what they ended up, they did do is cut out little fairies and they took pictures of it. They pinned them on pens and pictured it. all but one, they say. And so, <laughs> so they're holding on to this. You know, it's, yeah, we did and it. It has been proved yeah. that, uh, not proved, but it has been, uh, Steve Parsons, in fact, will, will verify this, that that one photograph is pretty much kind of unexplainable. Okay. okay. Maybe it was like bait, you know, fairy bait. We have other fairies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna stage uh you know, you're gonna stage uh, fairies, we'll bring you actually some actual fairies. There you go. You know, it's like you know, when, when we do say say like all these hunt like Eastern State Penitentiary and everything else and all these other ones, even the Houghton Mansion my involvement in it. And since the first investigation that was done there to to the end. It was like it had changed to totally. So I, I'm not surprised that when you talk to any um, medium, they'll tell you the same thing, that it's like putting a uh, a light on, you know, the yep. yeah, the moths get attracted by the light. And so yeah, you see, end that up makes sense. Spirits. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, the fairy thing could be possible. Who knows? What do I know? I wasn't there. So would you do this? A wild, scene, a wild scene unfolded in the city of Manatech in Canada mm -hmm. uh, this weekend when an unnamed driver was spotted cruising at approximately 40 miles per, per hour along the frozen Ridu River. When the ice would not support the vehicle anymore, it began to sink into the chilly water below. Mm -hmm. Astounded witnesses sprung into action and paddled out to the woman with a kayak to save her. It was that point 
it became doubly astonished when she insisted on taking a selfie of herself on the roof of the car before boarding the boat. Oh, my God. Let me get a quick selfie. <laughs> oh God. This is how sick this girl is. <laughs> Last time, mine. It's the first thing you think of, right? Oh, let me get a selfie. <laughs> I'm about to die. Let me get a selfie. Oh, man. I don't, I don't, I'm not shocked by it. Yeah. Right? I am either. <laughs> she wanted to Snapchat. And post it. Yeah. Okay. Post it. <laughs> Uh, okay, where are we? We should probably take a break. We haven't taken a break for a while, so before I come back, I want to. We'll talk a little bit let's about ride. this stuff. Okay, let's ride. <laughs> we'll be right back after following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Are you seeing a ghostly apparition every time you look in the mirror? Are you terrified to realize that that pale, lifeless, lack of energy form hovering before you is in fact you? How would you like to be transformed? Healing begins from within and it's never too late to start feeling good. Are you curious? Interested? Good. Don't wait another minute. Visit transformyourlifenow.org or contact Maureen. The email address is maureen at transformyourlife.org. Everyone is cashing in on social media, and all marketing roads lead through social media. If you want to make a splash here in the Merrimack Valley, you need to tap in. This is where the new CEM Podcast Studios come in. Of course, you can spend your time, energy, and money learning how to wrangle technology to make a podcast instead of running your business. Or you can invest in telling everyone in the Merrimack Valley, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, the Seacoast, or everywhere in the world about your great business, product, service, or yourself. The CEM Podcast Studio is a local audio and video studio dedicated to the craft of podcasts. Their studios feature state-of-the-art recording and mixing equipment designed specifically to produce the best audio and video podcasts. Best of all, all you need to worry about is your show, your business, and your brand. We do the rest. Call 978-686-9966. That's 978-686-9966 to schedule a no-obligation tour of the CEM facilities and meet with a podcast specialist. Or go to cempodcast.com to find out more about podcasting services. cempodcast.com, your window to the world. We're back on uh, Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. John Kolick, New England's own Van Helsing. That was it. We're back. That was like exciting. <laughs> Just made me want to listen. Oh, good. That's the whole idea. <laughs> That's what a return is supposed to be. <laughs> uh, so anyway, hey, uh, it was my first Christmas without my cat. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Although she was a pain in the ass, I do miss her. What, why Cats is... are pain in the asses. Why do we miss animals more than we miss people? And I can think I can say that as a generalization, but I, I, I think it's Because true. our relationship with people is complex and mixed. Our relationship with animals generally isn't. Yeah. 
you know, it's, you can love an animal unconditionally and you can be vulnerable with an animal. You can show your love to an animal. You can't, you know, it's a little bit more intricate person to person. Yeah, I mean, you always have that Sarah McLaughlin song when they have the poor uh, dogs. Yeah. Give me money, save all my doggies. Uh, dog hey, losses are the worst. You watch, you watch Netflix, right? Yeah. You like stand-up comedians too, I think. I do. Did you ever see that guy? Uh, oh, what the hell's his name? McGaffin or something like that. Gaffin. Uh, oh, what the hell is his name? The redhead there. He's a. Uh, what the heck is his name? I get his name too. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think so. He does really. He did a thing on the. I just watched one, Mr. Universe. Did you see that one? I don't think so. You have got to watch him. You would appreciate it because you're in a similar era than I was. But yeah, he talks about McDonald fries and he talks about McGough, what McLaughlin or whatever phrase his name is. McGaffigan. Or yeah. Mc, I don't know. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, Mr. Universe is, is the, the name of that one. There's a whole ton of them, ton of them he did. He's really funny. He, mm -hmm. I mean, I laughed it over the <laughs> thing. But uh, check him out. But anyways, uh, yeah, so you always have that. Uh, we do miss our animals for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, for, for me, it's like, you know, my cat was such a pain in the ass and she gave me really very little love. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I so miss her because, you know, like, and, and this, you're going to laugh, but the, the funny, the time it reminds me the most is, is when I'm doing the laundry. If I bring the laundry up and I, I dump it on the, uh, there it is. We got that. Jim. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Thank you very much. Who is that? That's Bruce, my buddy Bruce. Thank you very much, man. He's good. Do you like him? Ask him. You just asked him. Oh, he's he watching the show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Modern radio. Yeah. I like this stuff. <laughs> wow. Next thing you know, you can type things in. It'll be somewhere else. <laughs> but have you had, I know you have cats. Have you had dogs? No. But dogs let me finish my story problem. and then I'll go yeah. Dr. Duck. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, when I, I do the laundry, I used to dump it on the, well, dump it on the bed. And yeah. then I, I would fold it. And the cat would sit there supervising. And then she would swipe at me every if I didn't she didn't like something the way I was doing it or yep. something or folding it or whatever. So she used to swipe it, and that's I always miss it more for that. All right, yes, yeah, so you say it. So dogs, dogs are a different thing, and dogs, dog losses are devastating. God, they're just so hard. So are cat losses. Yeah, but you see, see, you don't you're not a cat person, so you're not you're not feeling it as much as I am. I'm not a dog person, so I'm not feeling. It. No, I so we can't it. really judge whether what is greater or lesser because we are not those type of people. Well, I understand it, but you just started that whole conversation with she didn't give me a lot of love. Yeah, and she did in her cat way, but exactly, but uh, she didn't give you a lot of love. Where a dog is like dog curl up with you they play with you they with you all the they're time just stupid it's just... they just do what you want cats are like screw you i do what i want you do what i want you to do i, I understand that position that's i not like how that. i phrase that's, it but that's I understand me that position. that's me you know yeah. I, I i like that kind of spunkiness i have you know, I have a little you know, dog's mini, like yeah i'll do whatever you want i have a mini aussie now i'm already dreading losing him. he might oh my god where are you getting that me, thought but, in your brain yeah i know hmm. He might outlive me, but still, it's just like, God, I, I'm going to miss this dog when he's gone. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So we all know, of course, the animals have no souls. So. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. Because in uh, in April. Said no one who's ever owned an animal. Oh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. In April, April, 19, April 1907, an issue of American Medicine featured a paper by Haverhill Dr. Haverhill. Dukin McDougall. 
Haverhill Mass. I love that freaking name. Duke yes. and McDougal. Duke and McDougal. Describing an experiment where he had uh, beds of dying patients yeah. that were placed on he a tried sensitive, to weigh the soul, sensitive right? balance. Right. Yeah. Believe it or not, he was trying to find a way to the human soul. Mm -hmm. The paper would try to hypothesis concerning soul substance together with experimental evidence of the existence of such substance. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a nice title. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, McDougal uh, placed six dying pa patients on specially constructed balances and concluded at the moment of the deaths, uh, the loss of weight was three quarters of an ounce or 21 grams, hence the movie. Oh, really? Ooh. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. God, this is old stuff. Yeah. I remember this. Uh, I actually saw his house, by the way. Uh, he had previously determined that the weight of the soul was attributed uh, to evaporation moisture from the skin. But by comparison, uh, this was a sudden and much larger weight of loss. So in other words, it, it was sudden. It wasn't like, you know. So at the moment of death. You lose 21 grams. You lose 21 grams. According to Dr. McDougal, mm -hmm. the right Reverend Dr. McDougal. So anyway. 21 grams. He also... Uh, uh, he even controlled for the weight loss uh, due to urine, uh, fecal elimination. Yeah. He concluded that these did not count for this weight change. Ear loss from the lungs wasn't the answer either. He determined that. Blah, 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 blah. Did all that. After uh, weighing the six patients, McDougal went to work on dogs. How old he got to hand on 15 dying dogs, that's not clear. Hopefully, they were dying. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Did you see that in Andover? Oh, that was the saddest thing. No. You like dogs? Yeah. The the uh, uh, German Shepherd that, that's on the police department. Oh, yes. Yeah, the yes. parade they had. Yeah, he had the can cancer, terminal cancer, and they had yeah. to put him down, so they gave him a hole. Oh, that's so they sad. They gave him a parade before they put him so down. so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll do that for me, drag my body through the streets. <laughs> they probably will, tell you the truth. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways. How he got to see? Uh, yeah, we already know that. He, he found that the uh, at the moment of uh, of loss, uh, there was no loss of weight. Yeah. Hence, from the movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, hence, dogs have no souls. Yeah. There you go. Scientific proof. How can you beat that? I can prove. I can beat that because I know he's wrong. And how do you know this scientifically? Did you prove it? <laughs> like Mister McDougal. It just basically huh, undermines huh, the credibility huh, of huh, scientific efforts to measure huh, the soul. Huh. <laughs> I don't know what humans lost 21 grams of when they died, but it wasn't a soul. Could be. We don't know what consciousness is. Maybe it is. Consciousness is energy. Energy is mass. Mass. You could do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. You know, could be. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was just thought <laughs> instead of soul. That's soul. Soul is thought. No, no, no. no. Yes, it is. What we are is, is, is our consciousness is our soul. Yes, but thought, uh, thoughts different things. No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 it's energy. When you're underwater and you need air, it's not your soul that's saying you need air. It's your body that's saying you need air. It's a thought. It's, it's a, something soul. generated it's by everything. your mind. It's like, whoa, I've got to survive this vessel. I need this vessel so I can walk around and have sex and stuff like that. <laughs> it's another thing. It's not the soul either. <laughs> So, whatever. But uh, anyway, wait. You you believe the soul weighs twenty one ounces? You believe he twenty one grams? Twenty one grams. Don't Sorry. Give you know. Sorry. No fake news in this show. Yeah, this is sure. all real stuff. Fine. Okay. 
Do you believe he effectively measured the soul? I believe the weight he, of the soul. I believe he. Be, I believe he. He believed he did. Consciousness has a weight. Thoughts have a. Weight. At least he published it in a, in a scientific journal, which is more than most people do. So what? It probably. <laughs> so it's open for peer journal. review, my friend. That's what the whole purpose of a scientific journal is: peer review. You have other people of same intelligence or greater actually reviewing what you put out there and determining what yeah. is valid or not. Yeah. The same people who said we were going into an ice age in 1975, the same people who, who said two weeks to flatten the curve. Oh, this, says that we should what? listen to the people who said the world was going to end 16 times already? Yeah. 2000. There's a lot of, there's a lot of peer-reviewed, peer-reviewed papers that turned out to be wrong. It was probably a peer-reviewed paper on using leeches to treat to treat viral infection. Leeches are still used today. So there you go. And how's that working out? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Can't stand the little slimy bugs. Yeah. Do you ever leech on you? No. Oh thank God, God, it's gross. One time I was at Lake Winnipesaukee, not Lake Pesaki, uh Lake View, and I actually had a leech on me. Ooh, that's creepy. When I was a kid, real kid. That's yeah. gross. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's gross. It's a lamprey eel. That's what's gross. Do you remember African Queen? Yeah. You ever saw you saw Rafa, yep. with the uh, Hepburn and uh yep. Bogart. They right? came up with was, leeches, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who was the actor? Uh, was it Humphrey Bogart? Bogart. Oh Bogart. Yeah. yeah. Hope, Nodry yeah. Hepburn. Hepburn, yeah. Great duel. That was that was a good movie. It's a good movie, yeah. yeah. Very good movie. If you like classic movies, which not everybody does. Uh, surprisingly. I watched a uh, cartoon this past weekend. Cartoon. Cartorum or whatever you want to call it. Uh, what's a what? Do I know this movie? General China Gordon? No. Seriously. It's what? about the Sudan. No, oh, what era are we talking about? Uh no, when was the movie made? Not what Oh, it's it's an about? epic movie, so it's like two hours long with intermissions yeah. and stuff like that. No, it's nothing these days. It's Charles Heston. Oh, Charles Heston. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, so, I don't know it. Whatever. Yeah. You never saw it? It's on Tubby. If you want to watch it, okay, it's good. It's no, it's about it. uh, uh, General uh, China Gordon, uh, the English government. Uh, uh, Egypt, see, Sudan was you know Sudan, yep. Egypt, you know. So the Egyptian government uh, got to put an army together of ten thousand um, soldiers, led by two hired British military officers to lead them out, and they were going after this guy called a chosen one, a Spanish, I mean, a uh, a Muslim guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was causing a lot of problems. So they went out there and the, the Muslim guy led him into the desert and killed them all. Yeah. So the British government uh, was at a conjure, a, uh, a, uh, had problems because yeah. um, the British officers were killed. Mm. And uh, the everybody was claiming, you know, that we should retaliate, yada, yada. But the current government in India did not want to send troops into there. So they yeah. uh, they uh, came up with this thing to send in uh, China Gordon. Now, Gordon is a, is a guy that unethical. A uh, special ops type of situation? No, oh. no, no. He just, he was a religious man. Oh. And uh, he freed the Sudan earlier of slavery and everything else. So they sent him in with one officer. And oh. that's the whole story. Just the two guys? Yeah, just two guys. To get this guy? Yeah. Oh. No, not to get this guy, but oh. to to evacuate all the Egyptians from Khartoum uh, or whatever it's called. And uh, anyway, so, yeah, they, uh, 
It was a good story, really good. And uh, it, all about the politics behind it, but also the man and the both men. And uh, it was a good, a, a, uh, cool. interesting ending. But it's long, long story. It's about two and a half hours. How did I get on that? <laughs> I've lost now. <laughs> classic movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cla- How did we get on movies? Oh, I don't know. We're talking about dead animals. <laughs> oh, we were talking about leeches, and then we went to oh, yeah. I don't, African I, Queen. And God, the six degree stuff. Movies. Six degree stuff is killing yeah. me. I did see, oh, speaking about that on, 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 uh, Steve's recommendation, I watched uh, A Haunting at Borley Rectory, mm-hmm. which he recommended and because Harry Price was in it. He thought he did a good job. And I watched this, Jan and I watched this thing. It was like the most boring movie. Oh, really? Yeah. They had a, a playback scene, you know, where something occurred. They used that scene so many times. The movie was probably about like an hour and a half. They put, if they took that scene out of there, it would probably have been an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so they just kept going back to this one scene? Yeah, I kept. Yeah. I mean, I understand the tie-in or whatever, but it was weird. Yeah, it, I found it a boring movie, but that's just me. I think all those series are kind of that whole series of a haunting. Oh, this is a, a movie, so it's a little different. Yeah, but, yeah. but there are several a haunting movies. Yeah, and yeah. True. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one doesn't involve. But I, none of them are great. Lorraine to me. and Ed. This is not yeah. involved. None of them are great to me, but I'm, that's no. not my type of movie anyway. So oh. I, I can't be a judge. You yeah. know what my favorite. Uh, paranormal movies were okay. Go ahead, and that that would be the ones that they had earlier uh, when they would, uh, and not movies. I'm sorry, series or documentaries, whatever, where they would would reenact events that occurred. I always found those enthralling. You would have the witness, you'd have the reenactment. You, you got you got what was going on. You just didn't have a bunch of guys bumbling around in the dock with a bunch of strange equipment. You mean documentary to... type of thing? It or... was. It was. No, it was. Wasn't. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I guess a documentary. Like for instance, there were many of them. That was a whole series back okay. in the day. Okay. That, yeah. That was the, the. In fact, when I started my my New England Ghost Project, and I, you know, I started out doing uh, TV shows. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, but that's what I did. Is what what we would do is we would have. Uh, like, for instance, we had Ethel from the uh, Philip Knight House, and she, she talked about different things that occurred to her. And so we would reenact them as she spoke. So she would speak, and then, like, she was talking about how she was in a laundry one time and a coffee can roll across the floor. So <laughs> we would cut to the thing and have this coffee can roll across. I mean, a simple little thing. Yep. And, you know, another time she was dressing a doll, and the shoe came sliding across the floor. She said, where's the shoe? Where's the shoe? And it came across. So we, we did reenactments. With, to me... I found that much more thrilling because yeah. you're hearing it from the, the persons who actually witness it and you're kind of visualizing it at the same time. You're actually seeing it as, as they're speaking. Right. So it's still behind you. So I, I kind of, I enjoy that type better than just people stumbling around in the dark. With it's a the, different intent though. I mean, you know, that's, no, it's, that's it's, to inform, tell a story. The, you know, a typical horror movie is just to scare the snot out of you and entertain yeah. you. Well, and like the, the I, I'm sure, I don't even know what the, the new paranormal shows are like. I don't know, don't know what they're for. I guess they're investigating, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I want to learn about the cases more than I do about, you know, how they go about doing it or whatever. Right. Yeah. You're less, you're less interested in watching them work than you are hearing about the case. Yeah. I want to hear the cases. I want to see the compelling stuff. This, to me, this is what it's all about is, is, you know, without the witness, without what's going on. Um, well, our little group here that we talk with all the time, what I love about it is that it always ties some history in. So there's always a story there that 
that's interesting and fascinating on top on top of the the paranormal of it it just ties into our, i mean that's an area of interest for me anyway but mm. i just like being taken to that time you know and, and, exactly yeah. i mean that's to me it's the moment and that's the thing that intrigues me more than anything. What what happened at that time? What was going on for that person? What what did they see? What did they witness? And uh, somebody else just trying to find this doesn't really uh, do it for me. It just I, I yeah. want to know what that person that reported that originally reported that event, what they went through, what the it felt like for yeah. them, what it was like them. And you don't get that from paranormal series. We just get you know what's uh, yeah they're looking for but anyway so back to uh, ghost animals which we were talking about uh they said uh animals don't have souls which yep. i kind of disagree by the way um oh animals have souls That's yeah I mean, so, the it. soul is so hard to sometimes more soul than humans the soul is so hard to um define anyways because it is, you know, if like even plants, plants have consciousness in, in yep. believe it or not, you know, people like, oh, Peter, oh, that's terrible. You're killing animals. Oh. Yeah. I mean, when I was in, uh, had my uh, uh, scientific company, uh, one of the products that we did have was a biofeedback device for plants called mm -hmm. the Plant Talk. And then we would connect it to leads. Really, and we sold these to high schools and colleges, and uh, the plants you could actually and it, it converted these uh, into audio sounds. Uh, the the uh, electrical impulse between the two probes and the plant you could and it would vary. It, it would, yeah. It they, they would react to certain stimuli. I was going to say, would they react like real time or would it yes. take a while for no, them to get real, to it? No, real time, real yeah. time. And it was intriguing. So if you snuck up on a plant and yelled boo, it would... Oh, it, it would. It could sense you coming in. Oh, interesting. It it liked people and it disliked people. Interesting. And um, it's you, the way, excuse me, the way we had it converted to a audible sound. So it could produce a great deal of uh, tones. In other words, it wasn't just one sound or, you know, like yeah. a ring or a bell. It was like, uh, so it would, at times it almost sounded like it was purring, you know, it was like that. Mm. So it could produce different types of noises, not just the same noise on different exactly. frequencies. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was pretty good. And, and, you know, you, it would and have sometimes a high, yeah. You by, established that it liked some people and didn't like other people. Yeah. What we did is, is we, we could do, for instance, if we, um, we lit a, a, a match. Okay. And we burnt the, now we work with certain plants. So if we, we, we lit a match and we would, sounds terrible burn the leaves yeah. <laughs> okay and it would make a certain noise right it got to the point where we could just light the match and it would react the plant got conditioned not conditioned it got it real it learned it learned that yeah fire was no good really yeah this being the same plant of course yeah you have to use yeah. the same plant yeah god it's fascinating it is i i did a lot of research not surprising but fascinating yeah, I mean it, it's it's intriguing. It was a biofeedback device for plants called the Plant Talk. Sold in 
all over the blink uh, place. Uh, we, we sold, like I said, the College of New Jersey, but it was also sold in Hammerture and Shammerture. It was, it was even in Playboy magazine. Wow. Yeah. Back in the day, it was in Fate magazine. It was, I mean, it, it's. Uh, that's why, that's why, that's why I always try to bring this up to, I don't try to bring it up to vegans, but it's always my thought when they sit there about, you know, cruelty to animals and stuff like that. And hey, listen, some of the things we do to animals is very cruel. There's not out about it. We got to eat. Yep. And, you know, so they go as, you know, they go vegan and stuff like that. And how do you know vegan? How do you know plants? You know, they plants do. are living things. They, they do. They react to their environment. They, you know. Dr. Emoto um, actually, uh, oh, what's, let me see if I can dig that up. He did research on water and how water can react to different stimuli. Now this Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find it somewhere. Ah, crap. But yeah, he did a lot of research uh, on, on water. And once again, it was very similar to the plants uh, that the, the water would react even before the stimulus occurred. Water would react. Let's see if I can find this. Oh, here it is. See, a plant is a single entity. Water is, I mean, what defines... Okay, the consciousness. What is, are the boundaries of the consciousness of a, of a body of water? This is uh, uh, okay. In his studies, doctors show the correlation between thoughts or message and the formation of water crystals. He's froze water samples in a petri dish in the freezer at minus four degrees. He stated the results showed a strong correlation between the message. Oh, wait a minute, that's just like nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh where is he i could see where water might might respond to human thought yeah i wish i could there's actually video of this thing too on here uh let's see if i can pdf do i want a pdf <laughs> oh no i need a password that ain't happening uh in an experiment tested the hypothesis that water exposed to distant attentions affects the anesthesia rate of ice crystals formed in the water. Over three days, 1,900 people in Austria and Germany focused their intentions towards the water samples that were located inside a electrical magnetically shielded room in California. The water samples located near the target water, uh, but unknown to people providing attentions acted as proxenal controls. So they had water outside this too. Other samples were located, uh, other samples located outside the shielded room act as distant controls. Ice drops formed from samples of water in different treatment conditions were photographed by technician. Each image was assessed for aesthetic beauty of over 2,500 independent judges. Okay, use your peers, you wanted it. The results were analyzed. All of the individuals were blind with respect to the underlying treatment of conditions. The results suggested that the crystal images were intentionally treated, were intentionally treated conditions were rated aesthetically more beautiful uh, than the proximal controls. Uh, okay, so basically, the water formed ice, and the ones inside the shielded thing that the people were given attentions about 
was determined by 2,500 independent judge in a blind test. They didn't know which which was which, that those samples were much more aesthetically beautiful. But there were other other experiments on this too. This was the ice crystal one. Hmm. There's so much in this universe we don't know, understand, but we. Oh, I know. See, this is this is the other thing about trusting the science and all that stuff. We're we're only ankle deep. I mean, we think we know everything, but oh, yeah. we're only ankle deep. Oh, that's absolutely true. Well, here it is. What were you looking? What site were you looking at? I have no clue. Oh. <laughs> I've moved on. What'd you got? Um, water is the driving force of all nature, said Leonardo da Vinci, and it's with us every day of our lives. Water has unique physical chemical properties compared to other liquids, but even more amazing is that water water's properties don't generally fall into the usual laws of physics. Water exists in three forms, solid, liquid, and gaseous. Water has the smallest molecule. It's unpredictable and has memory, quote unquote, in yep. quotes. Uh, let's see. Uh, experiments done in countries around the world prove that water receives and makes an imprint outside of influence of outside influences. Water records information that influences it. Water acquires new properties, even though its chemical composition remains unchanged. But the structure of water is more important than its chemical composition due to various reactions Oops. to its Oops. influence. Let me shut that off. Go ahead, keep talking. Um, just trying to find a. In 1995, Dr. Marisimoto, a Japanese author, researcher, and entrepreneur, was the first one to record musical impressions on water. Moto's laboratory staff did experiments where they exposed water outside influences such as music, where each composer's music formed different crystalline structures. The impressions made upon the water were recorded by quickly freezing it in a, a cryogen cryogenic chamber. Also discovered by Dr. Moto were that positive and negative human emotions have the strongest influence on water. He theorized that human consciousness has an effect on the molecular structure of water, and he got some surprising results with his water experiments. There was the infamous rice experiment conducted by Dr. Moto, where he placed rice into three glass beakers, covered them with water, and every day for a month he said, thank you to one beaker, you're an idiot to the second <laughs> Sounds like my wife talking to me. <laughs> and the third one he ignored. Yeah, there you go. It's every relationship on her. Mm -hmm. uh, after one month, the rice that had been thanked for uh, that had been thanked began to foment off some strong, pleasant aroma. The rice in the second beaker turned black, and the rice that was ignored began to rot. Dr. Moto also did experiments with spoken words, prayers, typed words, pictures, and videos. Oh, so water can read now? Is that this? <laughs> it was revealed that various words presented different crystalline structures too. After numerous experiments, two words in combination cleansed water most powerfully, love and gratitude. Uh, the response isn't of, it nothing love can't conquer. Yeah. It can't be language. Can it be language? It can't be language. Why not? I, I, water has memory. No, I mean um water has memory. But water doesn't understand language. Yes, but it might it might associate the tone of the voice or or whatever, and saying, "Okay, this is good," versus, "You're an idiot." Right. I, I'm right. thinking okay. like it interprets. It could be so. Well, that's I'm, how we learn, right? We learn hot and cold. We we don't know what those words are until we actually experience. Oh, this is hot. This is cold. We got it. Now we know. Yeah, but no right. water is taking classes. It's going downstream. I'm, I'm guessing you put off different electrical impulses when you're expressing love and gratitude. Well, this as this has to, to do with the, the the power of our brain, too, and part of our thought, basically, I should say. Right, so, but yeah. our whole, call it an aura, if you will, if it, makes, it helps people make sense of it, the uh, field that we put off, mm -hmm. the energies that we 
uh, put off is probably changed by our thoughts and our words. In other words, if we're saying you're an idiot, we're putting off a different energy than we are if, you, if we're expressing love and gratitude. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and vice versa, too. I mean, and, and also uh, other people's thoughts, how it affects us, right? In sure. our aura. Because, uh, yeah, anyway. well, yeah, but we know language. Anyways, we're running out of time. Oh, oh, yeah. The response of the crystallized water experience was stunning, revealing that consciousness and intent do have an effect on water, all water, which is what our bodies are made up of 70, 90, 70 to 90%, depending on age. And it goes on. There's more stuff here. Fascinating. Yeah. I didn't know water had that kind of response. That's the thing. We don't, I mean, you know, Star Wars, I always use this as an example, the, the force be with you, there's force and everything. There's a disturbance in a force. I agree that, you know, I totally agree with that. And that, uh, just take a look at this world that's happening today. There's so much negativity out there that it's having an effect on everything in the world. Yep. You know, and it's, it is. I mean, our thoughts, I mean, it's your power of attraction, all that stuff again, but yeah, we got to wrap it up. Be careful. You're going to run into this uh, Gita podcast that I'm doing and then you're going to be running into reincarnation, which I know you have problems with. <laughs> Tell me another fairy tale. All right. Moving right along. We want to thank everyone for listening. But it, it basically describes, the Gita describes the force. It's, it's, yeah. it's basically described. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, yeah. You can call it whatever you want. I, I know. Mean, exactly. Every every religion has a, their own definition of different things. Every just a different belief has their own right. definitions for everything. Yep. So it, it is what it is. Yep. Uh, I certainly have my own definition of everything and, and even how to say things. It's all the same <laughs> principles. It's just different language, exactly. different labels. Yeah, that's that's what I have. Different language. Yeah. Organisms. <laughs> Anyways, we got to wrap it up. Thanks for everyone. Listen, today's show is brought to you by our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon who helped support us. So you, too, can be a good member of our Dead Air Society yes. on Patreon. And uh, there you go. All right. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.